Music starts in the mind and the heart continues in time forever as art and recording can either be tough and annoying or something that's clearly more lush and rewarding. It's gotta be better than just good or great. It needs to hit hard like Bay Ruth at the plate. From rock, hip hop, and dance music to blues or pop, hard bop, and swing music, you choose. As a working musician, I can truly relate. So let's rap about your project and schedule a date. My name is Matt Williams, producer at The Eagle Room. I'm grateful to have helped so many artists create their music in this wonderful space, where together we have the talent and tools to bring ideas into reality. The Eagle Room is an efficient, full production recording studio with in-house mixing and mastering, high-quality equipment, and award-winning attention to detail. Visit TheEagleRoom.com to find out more. Welcome to another episode of the Asheville Sound. I am your host, John Lauderer. Today I am joined by Karamia Tiller. And I'm here on the line with Miss Karamia Tiller. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you. How are you doing? Doing good. I'm glad to have you on the show. I've been uh, checking out your new album, and it sounds really amazing. Uh, uh, yeah. Thank you. I really encourage everybody to check it out because it's an EP, uh, and it's all killer, no filler. It's, it's so many great tunes on there. And uh, we're gonna, we're going to get to that here in a little bit. Uh, but uh, Karamia... If you are on the Asheville scene, she is a very active member of the Asheville com- music community, um, mainly uh, the um, the Five Walnut crew, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's definitely been a flagship gig for me for for a long time. Yeah, you've been um, doing that for quite a while, and, and lots of different yeah. lots of different projects too with different artists. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I've kind of just had Mondays there for for a very long time yeah. and they've been they've been so wonderful they, they trust me and they've kind of allowed me just to bring whatever i wanted to do um to the space mm-hmm. and uh yeah i love five walnut i love the owners and the bartenders and it's kind of just become become like a sweet a sweet little home base for me yeah i bet you've been missing that one huh I do miss that one. Yeah, that's I. I really love, even though I've done it for so long. I love playing Monday nights at Five Walnut. Mm-hmm. Um, it. I've tried to do other residencies, and um, I feel like the energy, you know, felt like it was fading pretty quickly in other spots for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. It's like it was. It was difficult for me to continue to feel inspired. Uh, week after week. Yeah. But for some reason, Five Walnut, um, I've, I've kind of maintained an yeah. excitement about being there for, for many years. I think it's, I think I took a couple of years break in between, but in total, I've been playing there about seven years. Wow. You're an institution, yeah. aren't you? With a couple, with a couple years where I wasn't doing Mondays, but I think I played mm-hmm. for maybe three years and then, or two years and then three years. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was checking out the uh, the different combinations of uh, artists you've been playing with there. Uh, I haven't been able to get out and about as much as I used to in the past couple of years because I had a kid. But uh, there's some of these um, projects you've done I really wish I could have seen 
Like I, I follow you on Facebook. I see what you're up to. Like you did some work with Amanda and Platt and uh, yeah. Ashley Heath and, uh, yeah. and um, Eleanor Underhill. Yeah. yeah. And well, yeah, the latest, the latest incarnation of, of Monday nights of five Walnut that I was doing that I think I'll resume once, whenever we're allowed to go back to playing mm. live. Um, I was bringing a, bringing a different group of mostly women every month. So mm. different, mostly I, I, a couple, couple guys in there too, but mostly female artists from that region mm-hmm. doing kind of a like pop-up band that would change every month. Okay. So, yeah. Are you guys just playing each other's material mostly? Yeah. Kind okay. of like a collaborative songwriter in the round. Okay. And I saw you also did one with uh, Mike Martinez from Natural Born Leaders and yeah. uh, Madeline Schuler. Uh, what kind of material yes. was that? I wish I could have seen that. So all of it is, it, so it's, it's a collaborative songwriter in the round. So, so like Mike would lead a tune mm-hmm. and we would accompany him, you know, and like the songs would kind of take on a new character mm. with this, this new arrangement. And oh. then Maddie would lead a tune and then, and then I would, you know, so, so they all kind of worked like that. Nice. Um, but the, the style with that, it was pretty cool. We wanted to keep working together. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, a yeah, the, it was a cool blend of, of all of our styles. Um, they're both so amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just uh, interviewed Mike um, for the show last week for Natural Born Leaders, nice. and uh, I was getting to know his material. And yeah, that band, they have so many great um, albums or records out. Uh, and man, they're they're a true force in the Nashville music scene. I'm glad they're around. For sure. Yeah, uh, and of course you did a lot of work there um, with your buddy Simon. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And I think I heard you guys also did a European tour. Isn't that right? Yeah, we did. We did two um a couple summers ago i think um what was that maybe three years and two years ago mm-hmm. we uh we booked a pretty pretty laid-back tour um the first time was through france germany spain um that region, and then the last one was we were doing a lot of busking uh-huh. through through like Italy and Croatia and around the Mediterranean. Oh, how'd that go? So it was, I mean, it was amazing. It was mm-hmm. really fun. <laughs> yeah. But the both both of those were really, it, it was kind of just a a means to get over there and travel. Right. Um, was your first pretty laid back? It wasn't a very grueling schedule. Okay. Was the first tour yeah. there like an like an organized tour and like the first one was way more organized. Coffee yeah. houses and things like that. Yeah, co- bars, coffee mm-hmm. houses. Um, we had some house shows lined up, some like cool art galleries. We had some, we had some cool gigs. That okay. We did well, um, did you guys book all that yourself? We did. Yeah, and it was still. I mean, it was still pretty laid back. We would. Um, you know, we would do like one day on, two days off. <laughs> right. We were, we were trying to, we were just there to explore and right. have a good time really. But yeah, it was a lot of fun to be able to play music over there. And I bet. Bring our sound. Yeah. Yeah. Did I hear you took a, a Mountain BizWorks course to, to plan that trip? We did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forget how I heard that, but I, I took a, a Biz course, uh, Mountain Biz, um, maybe shortly after. Uh, maybe I heard like a testimonial you wrote or something like that. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. 
because um, I was I was thinking about opening a business, but once I realized the the challenges like, facing oh, me, is I might need to rethink this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love Mountain Biz Works. That's actually that's a, that's the second time I've done that course. Okay. Um, yeah. What was the first time for? The first time, um, I was actually I was also thinking about opening up a business. Um, I was thinking about opening up a tea house like ten years ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> in Asheville, but okay, glad I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Had a, had a similar experience. I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Once you start putting that, that uh, business plan together, yeah, it's like wow. I have to rethink all that. I don't really like to that much. I'll just. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, sometimes you have to dive in to know what you're dealing with. Um, yeah. So I hear you're from uh, Michigan. Uh, what brought you down to Asheville? Um, Asheville. Uh-huh. How did you <laughs> discover it? I honestly don't remember how I discovered it. I know that I remember that I was. <laughs> I, I somehow got in, in my head that I wanted to either move to Asheville or um, the Southwest, mm-hmm. and I, just, I chose Asheville. I'd never been here before. I think maybe enough people just put it in my ear, and I, I knew it was kind of this bubbling music scene, and um, I don't know. I just... That's all it took, just, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> moved here awesome. and loved it i was i've yeah i've been in love with Asheville since since i came yeah i hear you how long have you been here i've been here i think close to 11 years now mm-hmm. um and uh my my brother and my sister moved down here so i've got my oh my family here my brother lives on the same property as me okay they and, moved uh, down after you yeah okay got the whole so, clan down here yeah nice yeah, yeah. I think the first time I saw you perform was with Goldie and the Screamers uh, several years ago. Uh, is that project still happening, more or yeah. less? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Actually, last night um, I just did my first live stream ever, and Jacob, the drummer mm-hmm. from Goldie's, one of my best buddies, he came and played percussion with me. Um, yeah, we're still we're still doing our thing. We had our guitar player Jesse has two kids now too like they're young kids so mm-hmm. we've slowed down yeah. um but yeah we're all we're all like very we're we're family very close friends yeah so yeah that was stopping playing together you know it's just yeah we that... might, we're not as active as we once were but yeah i got gotcha. you well you yeah. got, you're a you're a busy lady with lots of different projects going on, and and the style for that to uh, that band seemed to be more of like kind of a Motown esque um, approach. A little bit. Yeah, uh, and as where your new material is very different, uh, lots yeah. of di- lots of different influences in there. I can hear um, yep. everything from like Sade to Radiohead, yep. and like you know everything in between. Bossa Nova, um, yeah. there's a lot going on in there. Uh, so. Tell us a little bit about um, the creation of this and the writing of these songs. What uh, what led up to this EP? Um, well, so I I mean I spend a lot of time at home writing and recording music, um, you know, on the regular. Like I'm I'm constantly doing that and uh, pumping out new material, but it's usually 
I, I kind of do it without without the expectation of releasing any of it. Mm-hmm. And I usually just kind of keep it to myself or just like some close friends that come over. If I have like enough wine in me, I'll show them some right. songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I'm, I never really expect to release any of it. But for some reason, this collection, I just decided to release. So, um, so the process was is pretty similar to, to how I usually do it. It's just me and my, I have a, a basement. My room mm-hmm. is like a little basement apartment. Um, and I've got a little, a very humble quote unquote studio, <laughs> right. really just a microphone and interface mm-hmm. and a MIDI keyboard and some guitars. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just, I just love, like, I just love creating for the sake of creating mm-hmm. and I I uh at the time when I wrote these songs it was it was definitely a uh, a pretty dark time for me it was a pretty heavy time mm-hmm. um and I feel like I really found a lot of comfort in obsessing over writing and recording um over a couple months Mm -hmm. and all these songs came out of that and i just i just felt like i should i should uh bring them to the light of day and start sharing more of my the stuff that i'm doing at home which i'm planning on continuing to do that so yeah well if it's anything like this i hope so because this is Really, a, just a remarkable collection of songs, and oh, and and yeah, I can kind of hear that it was born of some sort of personal, um, um, not trauma, but you know, just yeah. you you definitely had the blues, and uh, yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a dark time. Yeah, but <laughs> it's not a it's not a somber or a depressing record. It's, no, it, if I had to use one adjective, it'd just be smooth. This is a very smooth record. It'll put you in this really relaxed mind state once once you're done with it. Uh, well, I felt, yeah, I feel like, um, I felt really inspired and like, I felt really at peace while making the songs, but it was kind of, that was, that was an escape from, from the rest of my, <laughs> my days maybe at that point. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, but wh- no. What about the recording? What about the recording process? Was that at home or in the studio? At, at home. So all of that, I wrote and recorded them at the same time. Impressive. Um, and yeah, and then I had Julian Dreyer mixed it uh-huh. at Echo Mountain. Okay. Um. Oh, so you did it? Yeah. I, you you wrote it and recorded it like all pretty pretty much on the spot at the same time. Yeah. Wow. So these were yep. these were in effect demos that were the actual tracks, huh? Yeah. Nice. Yep. Wow. They really sound, uh, a lot more like, thought out and, and revised than, than just a demo. That's, that's impressive. I was figuring these songs have been gestated over a long amount no. of time. Okay. No. And most of them, I haven't really, I haven't played live. I haven't like, yeah, they're, they're, they're fully, they were like forged in that, in that moment. Wow. Kind of stayed there. <laughs> That's really impressive. But, I mean, like I said, like I mean, I do this. I I spend a lot of time. Mm-hmm. I I've put in my ten thousand hours doing <laughs> that, just sitting at home and staying up all night and writing and and yeah. so it's, it didn't. Yeah. Wow. 
And, that, and I, I, I definitely, I, I plan on continuing to, to release what I'm doing. Like I already have, I already have since I released that, I have, I have probably two other collections that I hope to, to release, um, that, that are like pretty different vibes from that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'll just keep doing that. It's a pretty cost effective way to do it. You know, I don't really have to. Yeah. You're just paying for the mixing, right? Yeah, that's, exactly. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, and you know, it seems like you have some collaborators on this record. Who's who else is involved? Um, so I got uh, Zach Carden mm-hmm. from Midnight Snack, and he also has his own project, um, Southern Pine. Yeah, he's a great guitar player. He's amazing. Yeah. He's a great writer and guitar player and mm-hmm. singer. Um, he played on four out of six of the songs Mm -hmm. and um yeah so like i i had i had the songs all of my parts everything was done basically and then i sent something to him and just let him come up with just trusted he would come up with something that i loved and he he did he's he's amazing yeah his parts are really Um, textural they're not you know your, your usual guitar parts and they're just they're very they're very padded uh, and do you, that's why I like working with him. Yeah. And do you play all the keys? Yeah, I play. Well, actually, um, Simon played a handful of synth parts mm-hmm. um, on his on his Nord. But yeah, most I would say like probably ninety five percent of it was me. Mm. Um, and then Rom Mamacorn played guitar on Horseshoes. Okay. And um, Jacob Rodriguez played saxophone on a few of the songs also um oh, okay and do i hear some strings on there at some point yep and then matt williams played strings i figured that was matt a couple songs too yeah yeah nice yeah i know yeah. matt's been your longtime collaborator i'm glad he's on the record yeah he's amazing yeah and i saw your video for green that was a really cool concept of the 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 long shot of the bike ride in slow yeah. motion while you sing uh, yeah. How'd you come up with that concept? I just saw it. I love, so we filmed that on Hunting Island. Is that the beach? And, yep. Yeah. The beach, the campground. And I, I've been going, I've gone there at least a couple times a year for the last probably eight years. I just love it. It's so magical to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and for whatever reason, I just, so I'm making a, a DIY music video for each song on the album or on the EP. Okay. Um, and this, when I was kind of daydreaming about what to do with all the songs, um, I, I don't know. I just saw that. I just saw a kind of slow motion, but in time yeah. bike ride at Hunting Island for the song. Yeah. So. <laughs> so that's just someone in a car with a, a camera just, uh, filming yeah, you, filming you go and, and you're singing, you know, I guess faster. So it comes out slower, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that's a great effect too. I like the, the crossfade you have with like the clouds and everything. It makes it very dreamy. Who did the editing for that? I did the editing. Oh wow. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was my that was my second attempt at editing a video and I'm gonna I'm gonna do all the editing for all of them. So I'm, that'll that'll be my I'm trying to kinda of delve into that that art form mm-hmm. too. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of I learned a lot making that video. Um, the, the camera was ha- handheld mm-hmm. when we recorded it and we were actually moving pretty fast. So it was, it was a little, I mean, he did an amazing job, but, but yeah. you can only have it as 
especially like so that like the second so that that whole video is only two segments mm-hmm. um the one on the beach where i'm biking mm-hmm. in the water um he was on a bike too and holding the camera oh so the, the footage was like pretty yeah it was as, it was as smooth as it could be but it was still pretty bumpy so i had to i had to learn a lot and uh kind of get creative and and delve into some 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 technical stuff to figure out how to get that to look okay and feel steady are you using uh, final cut pro uh, Premiere Pro. Premiere Pro, okay. Is that pretty yep. easy to learn? I think so. It's not too bad. Okay, I haven't tried Yeah, it's one. just a matter of, yeah. It just takes time. There's a, there's, a, there's a pretty big learning curve with all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, really. All those softwares, they're pretty, yep. I think you can you can go as deep as you really want to with them. But, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but I'm excited. I'm excited to learn them. Wow, I can't um, see the rest of them. That's going to be cool. Yeah. Um, uh, so I'll talk a little bit about some of the tunes. We're just going to check out three of the songs, but uh, I encourage listeners to check them all out because they're all great. Um, the first song we're going to hear is Your Smile, uh, and this is a really groovy tune. Got some bossa nova flavors on it. Uh, re- really dreamy, uh, really great um, vocal melody. Um, what was uh, what was the story behind this tune? <laughs> if you're willing to share. I will. Sometimes I'm, I'm kind of hesitant to share my personal That's okay. story with songs because yeah. because I've had the experience so many times where I, I have a song I love so much and it means this uh, one thing to me. And then right. I like hear about what <laughs> the artist actually wrote it about. And it's, it's like so different and it kind of changes uh, it. But interpretation. I'll, I'll, yeah, but I'll, I'll tell you anyways. Sure. But, um, so that song I actually wrote... Um, my dog i wrote that for my dog oh that's awesome (laughs) who was like when i yeah she was she was like my my soulmate Mm -hmm. um and i found out that she was she had cancer she was like yeah and uh i was i was a wreck Mm. um i was so it was like one of those things where you you know you know from the time you get them that that day's coming and Mm -hmm. i i like cried you know, 10 years ago, just imagining <laughs> that day coming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I found out that she was, that we were at that point and, uh, I stayed up and kind of wrote that to her oh. and would cry. I would cry every, you know, three lines. <laughs> Like lose oh, it. That's it's sweet. really sad. I feel like people would never think that. No, I wouldn't. But that's that's great. <laughs> and that is I a good that point. Ruin it for, for anyone. No, I don't think so. I think it makes it better. Okay. And that is a good point about pets. I mean, we kind of set ourselves up for heartbreak, knowing that you know we're easily going to outlive these things that we love so much. Yeah. And, and you just have to prepare yourself for that early. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay, well, let's listen to Your Smile by Karamia.
Next tune we're going to spin is Cracks in the Pavement. Uh, now, this one, if you don't mind me making comparisons, obviously has uh, a bit of a Tom York Radiohead inspiration yeah. behind it. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, he has, so he's got, um, there's one song that has like a fairly similar chord progression mm-hmm. and melodic content. Um, and it was, it's funny because you know, that, that happens every now and then when you're writing a song, you like write something and you're like, I know that this is kind of like, I, I you, it's such an obvious influence where mm-hmm. it came from. But, and often, you know, when I, when I hear that, I'll, I'll change it intentionally. And, and this time, um, I really just felt like, just go for it. <laughs> I was like, this, I really felt like this is just, an, this is an honest expression. Like this isn't, yeah. Um, even though I know that this sounds similar to this other thing, this is, this is really, there's no way for me to, I would be dumbing this down to like go around intentionally trying to change it for the sake of just changing it. Right. Um, I think it's okay to, you know, emulate your idols. Um, nothing wrong with that. Uh, I'm a huge radio head fan. Uh, and I couldn't tell you if this sounds like any particular song, I mean, it sounds like maybe something off of King of Limbs, that kind of era, Radiohead. I think he has one song that has a very similar chord progression, but it's not that unusual of a chord progression. But yeah, but yeah it's, knew, it's more I the knew. way you shape your vocals around it, and you know, yeah, and the shape of your harmony and your melody. That, that's that's right. very Tom York. Yeah, the way he kind of hangs on like a note and just kind of bends it slightly, right. that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. So you're using stylistic things, but I don't think it was uh, anything uh, overt. Then it's more like an homage to me. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. So this is this is a really fun tune, and I like it also because it's a departure from the rest of the album. And I, th- I think it's really cool that you put it on the on the, the end because it deteriorates into kind of you know chaos at the end, and you know that's it. And that's right. a, That's a cool way to end a record. Yeah, and I also felt like that, like lyrically, I felt like it was a good way to end the album um yeah what were your lyrics songs well so many so many of the songs like i said i was just going through a lot at the time and 
on so many levels personally like there was just a lot it was kind of like one of those when it rains it pours mm-hmm. um moments for me mm-hmm. and each song was kind of addressing different aspects of that and that song really the 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 meaning behind it for me was so the lyrics there's it's a like you said, like the, the notes hang on for so long, there's not that many words. Um, the lyrics are down on my back or down on your back. You can see the stars shining bright when the night is dark. Um, cracks are a little flower growing, reaching for the sun, cracks in the pavement and a star is born. Um, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's addressing the silver lining of those dark times and how kind of the magic and the beauty that shines through when you're feeling so much and you're so humbled by being overwhelmed by your emotions and, you know, just like in the the darkness, like the the night sky, um, how everything's illuminated, like all, everything that is shining still is, is that much more precious and uh, mm-hmm. the appreciation you have for for uh, those for those things mm-hmm. um, so yeah I felt it felt it felt appropriate to put that last um, it's kind of a, a hopeful note at the end <laughs> yeah right and yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a great track and I, I really enjoyed, um, getting to know this one. So let's let the listeners hear Cracks in the Pavement by Karamia. See 
back here with Karamia. The last track we're going to spin is Lucky Star. And this one has a really great electro house vibe uh, in, yeah. the, in the music, which really fits your vocal style beautifully. And the lyrics, you have an interesting love and hate dichotomy thing going on there. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, I mean, I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> I feel like this one's pretty <laughs> transparent. Mm-hmm. Um, Are we talking yeah, about a relationship just, here? Yeah, just being in a relationship and, and loving someone so much and also feeling, you know, torn up and hurt by that person. I, f- I feel like it's, a, unfortunately, it's a semi-universal mm-hmm experience um yeah okay well let's listen to this one lucky star by caramia
back here with Karamita Taylor. Um, so, uh, you know, I know it's kind of hard to make plans for the future, given that everything's so uncertain, but uh, have you right. have you set your sights on any more um, performing or recording? Um, not really. I mean, I'm still doing, you know, like I said, I mean, I've been, I've uh, continued to, to just do my thing and write and record at home like mm-hmm. I usually do. And, mm-hmm. um, I saw you doing some live streams. You going to continue to do that? I probably will. I don't really love it. Um, yeah, I imagine it's, <laughs> it's odd. It's a little weird. Yeah. For me. Yeah. I love watching my friends do it. I, I totally see the value in it and mm-hmm. I appreciate that it's, that it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's all we have right now. <laughs> I don't feel, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm kind of an introverted person. Like I don't really, mm-hmm. there's definitely been a part of me that's rejoiced in not having to, to be, to live in the extra extroverted world mm-hmm. um, the last couple months. So I'm not, I'm not like itching <laughs> to, to like be out there really. Yeah. It's just the um, performing I'm sure you miss, right? I miss making music with people. Yeah. I miss like, just like putting, cause it's different when I'm, when I'm writing or recording at home, it's like, it's often through headphones. It's often really late at night. I'm like being quiet. So I don't wake up my <laughs> housemates. Mm-hmm. Um, I do miss just like sending sound into a live atmosphere mm-hmm. and connecting yeah with other musicians and and the audience i do miss that yeah. um but I, I think i think i will do some more live streaming but but yeah i am I'm, I'm planning on i've written a lot the last couple months i'm planning on probably releasing at least one other collection of songs fairly mm-hmm. soonish um okay now, when you write these tunes, um, a lot of them are pretty layered and I'd imagine somewhat difficult to reproduce live. I guess you'd have to right. re- rework it. Uh, yeah. It, it, I guess when you're writing these tunes, you're not really thinking about, you know, having to perform them at this point. No. Uh, but I guess will you will you be adapting these for the, the live setting? I I feel like if there was some wind behind it, I would I would have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um but no, I don't think about that when I'm writing it. I'm not doing it for that intention. I'm really not doing it for any. Yeah. I, I, I really, like, I really feel like it's a kind of a sacred space just to write and record and create for mm-hmm. the sake of just doing it, you know, and not, if I decide later to do something with it, then I can figure it out. But I don't, I don't write with that in mind. Whereas when, when I'm writing for a band, like when I wrote for a Slimey Sound Club or for Golden Screamers, it's like I'm, I'm writing with that in mind how this mm. is gonna yeah how we can do this live um my solo stuff like the ep that i just released it's not there's none of that thought process it's just it's just it's kind of yeah. um it's a studio yeah project. there's no restrictions on like what i should or shouldn't do yeah okay well i can't wait to hear uh, your future output because uh, this this Thanks. ep is really special and i i hope it gets a lot oh. of attention Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. And do you think when uh, Five Walnut opens up again, you'll you'll be on the roster? For sure. <laughs> awesome. Yes. I, yes. All right. Absolutely. We look forward to that. And Karamia, thank you so much for your time and look forward to seeing you out there. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. 
And that does it for another episode of the Asheville Sound. I am your host, John Lauderer. Please check out Karamia Tiller's new album, Green. And until we meet again, y'all take care. Virtual live streaming online music lessons are here. Need to brush up on your guitar skills? Improve your singing voice? Remember how to play that old dusty piano in the corner? Well, Asheville Music School has got you covered. They teach students of all ages, yes, adults too, and skill levels, and any style of music you're into. Visit AshevilleMusicSchool.org to inquire and learn about dozens of great music teachers. Asheville Music School is a nonprofit organization strengthening Western North Carolina communities through music education and outreach. Once again, visit AshevilleMusicSchool.org for all your music learning needs.